Chapter Six of the Mikado Jewel by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Six: A Family Legend. Patricia packed her few belongings that same evening, and next day took leave of Ma and the children. Mrs. Sellers wept copiously, for she was sorry to lose the charming girl who made the house so bright also she could not help lamenting that of all the portions offered to her miss carroll had chosen what seemed to the old actress to be the meanest patricia could have married money and good looks and position for all these had been offered to her by various letters since her portrait had appeared in the illustrated papers she could have been engaged at several music halls at a lordly salary getting twice over in one week what she had elected to receive a year but the girl rejecting wealth and publicity had chosen obscurity and comparative poverty no wonder mrs sellers mourned but i wish you well my dear she said when the cab was waiting at the door and patricia was shaking hands and kissing all round i hope you will be very happy though from what i remember of beckley it is one of the dullest places in the world i like dullness said miss carroll who was weary of argument and i am very thankful to get such a situation at such a good salary good-bye dear ma and keep up your spirits when i come to town again i shall see you and write my dear write screamed mrs sellers as the cab rolled away patricia nodded a promise and leaned back on the cushions with a sigh of relief as the vehicle turned the corner of the curved cul-de-sac her last glimpse of the home of art showed her ma surrounded by her children standing at the front door waving farewells and blowing kisses miss carroll sighed they were all good and kind and simple all the same she was glad to have left that dreary house which was connected in her mind with so woeful a tragedy the excitement was now at an end since the verdict of the jury had been given and it was probable that in a few days the whole affair would be forgotten for there seemed to be no chance that interest would be reawakened by the capture of the assassin that evil creature had stolen into the house out of the mist to kill his victim and had then departed again into the darkness and now patricia herself was departing from the scene of the crime and it seemed to her as though this horrible chapter in her life was closed forever thank god for that said the girl putting her thoughts into speech at paddington station she found squire colster waiting for her the body of his late housekeeper he informed her had already gone on to devonshire by the early morning train patricia was glad of this as if the corpse had been in the train she was to travel in she would have felt as though she were taking a portion of the disagreeable past with her into what she hoped would prove a very bright future she strove to banish all the unpleasant memories of the past week and presented a very smiling face to mr colster when he placed her in a first-class compartment with a look of approval he commented on her cheerfulness when the train started i am glad to see that your late troubles will not have a lasting effect on you he said placing a pile of magazines and illustrated papers beside her you look better than when i saw you last it is because i am leaving all this unpleasantness behind replied patricia with a little shiver 
and i am so thankful that you have taken me away from the home of art i could not have remained there it would have always been haunted to my fancy by the ghost of poor mrs pentreddle yet if you had not offered me a home mr colpster i don't know where i should have gone in self-defence i might have had to accept the offer of that horrid music-hall manager beggars can't be choosers you will never be a beggar again said the choir with a kindly look on his clean-shaven face what would colonel carroll say if i allowed his only child to want patricia bent forward with sudden vivacity did you know my father yes i knew him many years ago and for this reason amongst others did i ask you to be my daughter's companion i wondered why you made such an offer when you knew nothing about me said miss carroll thoughtfully oh i know a great deal about you from mrs sellers who is your great admirer said mr colpster easily and then you have the very look of your father at times i am asking you to beckley not so much as a companion to my daughter as that you may become one to myself you must look upon me as a relative my dear girl how good you are cried patricia taking his lean hand and stroking it softly the two had the compartment to themselves so she was able to give vent to her feelings in this way how can i thank you by rousing mara from her dreamy state said he quickly i want to see her more practical and take more interest in life as it is she always seems to be in the clouds has she ever had a companion of her own age no all her young life she had been with older people certainly my nephew theodore has been with her a great deal but like myself he is inclined to study and so is much alone basil who is in the navy is nearly always absent with his ship beckley hall is isolated too added mr colpster thoughtfully so i dare say mara's sadness and dreamy ways are due to her surroundings all the servants are more or less old and we live a very very quiet life patricia nodded and quite comprehended i don't wonder that mara is sad she said bluntly how old is she eighteen and you have kept her more or less surrounded by elderly people all these years cried patricia reproachfully no wonder she is sad as i said before i am glad i am coming to cheer her up has she been to school no she has always been delicate and i did not think it wise that she should leave home until last year she had a governess also elderly yes miss tibbets was nearly fifty replied colpster with a smile oh poor mara but does not your nephew try to brighten her life the squire's face grew dark and his heavy grey eyebrows drew down over his keen eyes she does not like theodore he said at length and he seemed to weigh his words yet he wishes to marry her he loves her so far as a cold-hearted being such as theodore is can love i believe he does love mara but he is much taken up with literary work and studies for hours all alone in his own room basil is quite different being gay and light-hearted does mara love mr basil in a sisterly way she does the two boys and mara have been brought up together although theodore and basil are much older i don't think mara is earthly enough to love anyone 
she always seems to live in a land of dreams and looks more like a shadow than a flesh-and-blood girl patricia nodded absently she felt a strong desire in her heart to see this strange girl with her fancies and unearthly nature surrounded almost constantly by elderly people and secluded in an old country house hidden away in a lonely corner of devonshire it was scarcely to be wondered at that the girl with the weird name should be unlike those of her own age and mara means bitter doesn't it asked miss carroll following her idle thoughts mr colpster bowed his head yes her mother died in childbirth when mara was born and so i gave her the name as the sole child of my house in the direct line she also deserves it for we have fallen on evil days what do you mean asked patricia wondering at the strange subdued excitement of the old man for his face was red his eyes sparkled and his deep voice shook with emotion what i mean will take some time to tell he said after a pause it is because i had to tell you something and to question you that i engaged this compartment we are undisturbed here and we have some hours to ourselves before we arrive at hendel which is the nearest station to beckley he fixed his fiery eyes on her startled face are you prepared to believe a strange story miss carroll yes replied patricia boldly i have experienced such strange things myself lately that i am prepared to believe anything good i shall tax your credulity to the uttermost it is strange as you will admit that the daughter of my old friend should be brought into my life to help the colster family to regain what has been lost patricia echoed his words in a puzzled manner what has been lost the emerald snatched from you in the park is lost is it not the girl started forward in her seat almost too amazed to speak that the squire should refer to the incident on the night of the murder was the very last thing she expected what do you mean she asked again he replied irrelevantly as it seemed let me tell you a story miss carroll i can trace my family back to amyas colpster who lived in the reign of henry the seventh who his father was or where he came from there is nothing to show he was what would be nowadays called an adventurer and in that capacity he went to the new world was the new world discovered then asked patricia wondering what all this was to lead to yes columbus discovered america in henry's reign and indeed the king might have fitted out the expedition had not ferdinand and isabella done so earlier but i do not refer so much to columbus as to those who followed him it was in the early part of henry eighth's reign that cortez conquered mexico and it was about fifteen thirty two that pizarro took possession of peru but what has all this to do with the emerald stolen from me in you shall hear interrupted mr colpster rather impatiently amyas my ancestor went to mexico but had no success there afterwards he went to peru and there accumulated a fortune with which he returned to england he bought beckley and a great deal of land and so built up our family when in peru he saved an inca princess from death and out of gratitude she gave him a large emerald patricia uttered an exclamation 
yes the same emerald that was stolen from you on the night of the murder it formerly belonged to the temple of the sun at cusco and passed in the way i have related into the possession of amyas colpster being a sacred stone it was reported to have some strange influence which brought luck to its possessor and amyas believed this as while it remained in his possession and in the possession of the son who succeeded him everything went well the family increased in wealth and in favour with the reigning monarch it remained for bevis colpster towards the end of elizabeth's reign to throw away the luck which had been bestowed on his grandfather by the inca princess do you mean that he gave away the emerald yes to gain a knighthood he presented it to the queen from that time the fortunes of our family have decreased gradually and now i have only about fifty acres of land the old hall and one thousand a year well invested that doesn't seem to be absolute pauperism said patricia with a smile it is poverty compared to what our family once possessed said the old squire petulantly once we had wide lands and much money and great influence in worldly affairs all these things bevis culpster threw away for a knighthood which did him no good for a title which did not even descend to his children and our fortunes have dwindled since then until we have only what i mention but unless the emerald is recovered what we now possess will also leave us and our family will die out even as it is he ended bitterly i have no son to succeed me patricia wondered at what she took to be superstition in so clever a man but saw that he could not be argued out of his fancies she therefore pretended to accept his beliefs as true and asked a question what became of the emerald she inquired eagerly for the family legend interested her colpster roused himself and his sunken eyes flashed keenly when will adams went to japan in fifteen ninety seven as a pilot of jacques mahay's fleet the queen gave him the emerald to present to some potentate in the east to the emperor of japan no because the fleet which sailed from amsterdam did not intend to go to japan i was wrong in saying so it was going to the indies akbar was reigning then and the emerald was for him but adams was wrecked on the coast of japan and when he became a favorite with the shogun leosu he presented him with the great jewel Iesu gave it to the mikado go yojo and he presented it or one of his successors did to the shinto temple of kitsuki there it remained for hundreds of years but how did it come to be in the deal box and what has mrs pentreddle to do with it and why was it snatched from me and mr colpster threw up his slender hand one question at a time please he said with a faint smile i can't exactly say you can form your own conclusions from what i tell you he paused as though collecting his thoughts and patricia did not interrupt him again she also was thinking and recalling that strange jewel which was set in the centre of the regular circle of stiff petals knowing that the chrysanthemum was the royal badge of japan she felt certain that the whole jewel was meant to represent the same it was at this point of her meditations that mr colpster began to speak again as i told you 
he continued i was anxious that we should recover the emerald so that our family luck should return i therefore read many books of travel and spoke to many japanese about the stone in a strange way which i shall tell you some day i learned that the jewel was at the temple of kitsuki in the province of izumo it was regarded as very sacred and how to regain it again i could not tell he paused once more and then went on quietly as you know i have no son of my name to carry on the line but my only sister whose husband was already dead died also and left me her two sons to look after i brought them up with my daughter basil went into the navy and theodore remained at home to look after the estate then is mr theodore your heir asked patricia swiftly at one time i intended him to be as i desired to marry him to-morrow he could then as i decided take the name of colpster and when i was gone carry on the family in a female line but while the emerald was lost i thought that the luck would not return to the colpsters i therefore told what i have told you to my nephews and said that the one who brought back the mikado jewel as i called it should be my heir what did they say theodore scoffed at the idea and said that he did not want my money he declined to go to japan and run any risk of getting the jewel either by stealing or purchase but surely you did not wish him to steal it oh no said mr colpster so hurriedly that patricia felt sure he had once intended to get the jewel fraudulently if not honestly but i thought that the emerald might be brought back will adams had no right to give it to the shogun as it was intended by queen elizabeth to cement her friendship with akbar we the family i mean would be quite justified in taking it by force but that was not to be thought of i therefore gave basil a sum of money which i obtained by mortgaging all my property and told him when a ship touched at nagasaki to try and buy it i am expecting his ship h m s walrus back in a fortnight but the emerald is in london exactly and it was brought to be given to martha pentreddle that is what puzzles me what do you think miss carroll i hardly know what to think said the girl in a puzzled voice then added after a few moments of thought perhaps it isn't the colster emerald after all yes it is asserted the squire positively when i read your description of the jewel i was certain that it was the same stone it was made into a sacred jewel by the shinto priests of the temple they surrounded it with the petals of a chrysanthemum flower carved out of green jade jade patricia recollected the stiff petals oh is that the kind of stone ah said colpster eagerly and with an air of triumph you see you remember the mikado jewel yes the emerald in the centre is the same which amyas colpster got from the inca princess and which bevis parted with to elizabeth for a knighthood but can you be certain persisted patricia bewildered by the strangeness of what she took to be a coincidence the emerald and the jade chrysanthemum be still at kitsuki in the province of izumo the squire shook his head sadly no 
basil wrote me some time ago saying that he had gone to kitzuki to make an offer to buy back the emerald but he learned that it had been stolen stolen who could have stolen it that is what i wish to find out but it has been stolen and now it appears in london and was placed in your hands only to be taken away again by he paused and looked at the girl i don't know who gave it into my hands or who snatched it she said in a regretful tone you know all that i know didn't martha tell you anything he asked eagerly not a word she said that when i came back with the deal box she would explain you know what happened before i reached home colpster nodded she was murdered who could have murdered her unless unless what asked patricia quickly have you read wilkie collins story of the moonstone yes many years ago well as you know it is about a sacred diamond taken from the eye of an idol and is recovered after various adventures by the priests of the god but what has that to do with one moment miss carroll this emerald also has become a sacred stone it also has been stolen what is more likely but that some shinto priest murdered martha and another priest should snatch it from your hands but why should the emerald come to mrs pentreddle at all that is what i wish to know said the squire feverishly and clenching his hands and that he added bending forward is what you and i must find out we must learn who murdered martha and recover our family luck i don't see how it is to be done sighed patricia it must be done it has to be done and colpster smote his knee hard i'll try said the girl and extended her hand the squire shook it warmly End of chapter six